Welcome back to the Miss Art World podcast. So excited to be back in the swing of things, at least for a little bit. Um, today, I'm super excited to have Samuel Crixie with us as our podcasting guest. Um, I have my co-host here, Tyler. Howdy, y'all. How, how's it going? It's going good, you know. How's it going, Samuel Crixie? Oh, I didn't know if I was allowed to talk yet or not. I thought I had to wait for the intros or something. What up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? So Samuel has his own podcast called The Samuel Crixie Project, right? Yeah, no, that's correct. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I mean, you did just ask me two on. seconds ago before we started if I it was correct. To continue on with the, the Samuel Crixie Project podcast, but I didn't know if you also included the extra podcast the word podcast yeah. well when it first started it was the stuck in traffic podcast but because we have a drinking segment and we were starting to get people to um donate alcohol for us to try on the podcast um they always asked us if we were driving the car or like in the car so i just figured it was going to be a lot a lot easier just to change the name and get rid of driving entirely because there's no reason for uh them to be associiated with driving whatsoever if mistake we're number one yeah right yeah, just mistake the naming. number one uh so talk a little bit about your podcast um oh no that you what <laughs> you, <want to> <laughs> you, you tell us about your podcast <laughs> the big issue I, I know you know you can't see us at home, but I went to take a, a sip of water and Katie could see me taking a sip of water and then decided to ask me a question. So I stopped in mid sip and I didn't know if it was finished or not. Yeah, this is so, asshole. <laughs> yeah, just, I was like, Ooh man, I'm parched. And Katie's like, not today, buddy. Put that water down. Yeah. There's no actual drinking on these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the H2O. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the question. What was it? <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. So uh, th I started the podcast a long time ago when I was trying to become better at just starting a conversation with people and um, working on, you know, just basic communications because I would go into meetings for um, a lifeguard business that would run. And I felt that I could be better in those like parts, just negotiating, talking to them, educating people. Like I can do it really well with kids, but when it came to adults, I felt like I was lacking in that area. So what I did was just started doing the podcast so I can talk to other people my age, talk to older people, try to get, uh, you know, just talk to them. And throughout the years, it's kind of evolved, changed and is now something that's entirely different than how it started to begin with. So tell us about your podcast currently and what it is now. <laughs> so the podcast currently is very, it's kind of structured to where we have, um, we either have a guest or no guest. <laughs> we have a couple of those and it will be about news. We'll have a segment that's called 10 minutes with, and, um, Basically, in the 10 minutes, there'll be a uh, character. This person's not real whatsoever, but they'll, they'll give the interviewer. So sometimes I'm interviewing or my brother's interviewing, 
and they'll get the the name of the interviewer and what they want to be known as. And then those are the only two things they start with. So then the interviewer will ask them questions and you're trying to develop this crazy character that the improver already has in his mind, but you're trying to discover what is crazy about this character. They always have something that's a little weird. Like one of, one of my favorites was, um, uh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he was basically Dracula trying to <laughs> like play it off as like an elementary school teacher that would only feast on um, uh, children. <laughs> that would come into the, the elementary school, but it was a really weird thing because he was playing off that he was this, you know, teacher the entire time. I think my favorite character was the guy who uh, worked out. I don't remember. Oh, Jojo Star? Yeah, Jojo Star <laughs> was my favorite um, podcast guest that you had. I love Jojo Star. Um, Jojo Star was this uh, guy that was trying to get people to eat correctly. And he had all these acronyms and you quickly found out that he couldn't spell. And the whole reason he couldn't spell was because <laughs> the person playing him can't spell either. So <laughs> who was the person playing him? Oh, that was me. Okay. But they were really long acronyms. And then Eli, who was interviewing you, would ask you like what the acronym meant but yeah. then you'd have to spell out the word and then you couldn't spell it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole how that started too was i accidentally said this is an acronym because i was talking about macros for like eating micros and macros uh, and i accidentally said they stand for they're an acronym and eli was like oh <laughs> What do they stand for then? I was like, oh, dang it. I put myself in a hole. Because <laughs> the whole idea is not to um, like close anything down. If someone asks you something, you're supposed to build upon it. In improv, right? Yeah, in improv. You're supposed to yes and, not uh, no but. Mm -hmm. no, that's really interesting. I like your <laughs> podcast. She, she transitioned that with no, but that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and... That is very interesting. Uh, I like your podcast because it's fun. You do have the, the um, news segment, but usually those are fun articles or just interesting articles. Uh, so if people are looking for something funny to listen to, your podcast is definitely one to, to check out. And if you're interested in alcohol, like because you guys do the taste testing, if you're looking for unique taste your show is definitely good to listen to too oh yeah it's especially since we do deep dives into each one um like one of our last sponsors was rogue spirits dead guy whiskey and that surprisingly like was one of the best whiskeys that i've had and are all of them local or they can be from anywhere they can actually be from anywhere this one is actually from um, like I think Portland, it's been a while since we did it, but I don't, you put me on the spot. <laughs> it's from a place that's near the ocean. I thought well, the bottle would say it, but it doesn't. Um, do you review all spirits or just whiskey? 
No, we do all spirits. So um, we've had huge segments with vodka. Um, we've done a lot of we've done a lot more local stuff than far away, just because it's easier to get in contact with them, easier to pick up the bottles. They don't have to ship it because I know there's like weird shipping rules with whiskey or like with any kind of uh, hard alcohol. So it's a little bit harder to get things that aren't current or that aren't um, local or things that I can't even pick up at the store. So a lot of times it will be things I can go and pick up. So uh, a, a recent vodka that we did was, um, it's called LA Spirit Vodka. And that was a decent vodka as well. well out of all the different spirits you have uh, taste tested, what is your number one recommended spirit? So the one I would go to would be um, whiskey. Because as of right now, there's a large variety of different types of whiskey. And um, whiskey has a bunch of different names. You could call it, um, uh, I'm kind of blanking. <laughs> I haven't had uh, actual contact with a lot of people talking about my uh, podcast in a while since we've been in quarantine. But <laughs> um, you have a whole bunch of different types of whiskey. And they have large um, ranges of flavors. So if you don't like a certain type of whiskey, you can easily find what you're looking for in another, another brand just I, I because it's so big. Is what you're referring to is like scotch, bourbon, whiskey. Thank you. That is exactly what I was referring to. Gin, is gin one? Gin is no, one. Gin's, a, gin's basically a vodka. Yeah. Oh, I mean. And what you're doing is you're infusing, like juniper berries is the big thing to make it gin. And when you infuse different like herbs into it, and then that gives it the, the unique flavor of gin. We wow. used to have a ton of different gins. Uh, a gin used to be very big in the United States, but uh, prohibition happened and that closed basically all our uh, gin production down. And uh, that's when gin basically kind of went to the wayside. It's starting to come back Dude. just because we're making a lot of different uh, mixed drinks. Uh, now and we're getting back into that kind of old style of creating drinks or having like mixologists but uh, we lost a ton of different gins just through prohibition do you recall when prohibition happened um, it was 1920s okay so it's a, it's a slow recovery huh it is it's very slow recovery it's interesting um, so it was to me I, I feel like gin is a uh you know, like with the martinis and, and such, a lot of people use gin for those. And I, mm -hmm. I'm not a mixologist by any means. I just drink whiskey because I'm boring and lame. But um, I, I would feel like gin would be bigger. I'm surprised that's taken so long. Yeah, a good thing or a big thing too is that a lot of times um, during, before prohibition, people were making their own alcohol. And it was like rampant. Everyone had their own take on um, that kind of alcohol. It's kind of what we're seeing with the beer industry right now, where you have all these craft beers and you have like uh, an ale, but you can have a million different flavors of ale. They all have the same kind of base ingredients, but then people just go crazy with how they brew it. Um, you can have more of a hoppy ale. You could have more of a uh, like Mexican uh beer ale you just it's entirely crazy with how many different flavors you can get 
uh, I think the whiskey in America was known for gin, which is, I think, why we've had such a slow recovery. Mm. Um, but with whiskey, whiskey w- um, was it, it was big here, and we did lose a lot of production. And you can go to like really cool like Tennessee brewing company. They make a pretty good whiskey, but they talk about how they had to completely shut down during Prohibition, and then they were basically ran out of their state, and now it's this really slow process of kind of recovering because of the state they're in, because their state was super hard about not having whiskey there. Interesting. And luckily, Jack Daniels um, was able to kind of move out of those territories that were super strict. Hmm. Yeah, that was very it. interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what you see. It's what you see any everywhere. Anything that's kind of a drug of some kind, uh, like weed, you have um, it being just kind of one type. And then once it becomes legal, then you have this explosion of uh, creativity around that kind of product. Mm-hmm. It's good. Is it bad? it's up to the user, <laughs> but, um, you do have a, a, a unique kind of creativity when it comes to kind of those. And to be honest, they're drugs. It's an alcohol, alcohol's a drug. Same with uh, weed. They're all different things that influence the body differently. So is coffee. Yeah. Coffee too. And we, we've seen a huge yeah. uptake in how crazy we can get with our coffee mm-hmm. so much that, you know, McDonald's has their own style of coffee. So, in summary, your podcast, uh, uh, you do crazy characters, review alcohol, and talk about the news. Yeah, basically. Um, we t- literally talk about absolutely anything. Um, just because that's, that's why I didn't want to get very specific with the name. But I just wanted it to be called like my project, which is just whatever I come up with is in the podcast. So uh, I have a friend that has gone through a pretty bad uh, breakup. He was with this girl for like two years and they broke up because she didn't want kids. And that was like the whole turning point of why they broke up. So he's kind of taking it hard. And every three months I have him on to just kind of see where he's at with his like, you know, his recovery on that. Because people, some people bounce back really fast. Some people don't bounce back fast at all. And he's one of those people that has the slow recovery with anything that he's doing because he's a lot of, uh, you know, he kind of suffers from depression a little bit and has uh, a lot of anxiety when it comes to um, like talking, not necessarily talking to women, but actually committing and dating them because, you know, you can get hurt going up to someone just t- having a conversation there's no chance of getting hurt but once you put, start putting your own heart or feelings towards that person you have that chance of getting you know hurt at the end mm-hmm. so is there anything that you would consider on your podcast that's off the table that you don't want to talk about or is it anything goes anything goes um i we always play not always sometimes we play a game it's called real or fake art news and so i will give you a title of a news article and you and tyler are competing to tell me if you think it's real or fake you don't have to agree in fact it's better if you don't agree but you can agree. okay if that makes sense 
Samuel, when you clear your throat, it sounds like a motorcycle. <laughs> That's because it is a motorcycle. I'm surprised you guys couldn't hear the loud trains that were in the back just going. <laughs> I just thought you were farting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Samuel versus Tyler. Tyler has not seen these. Okay. Tyler, don't cheat. I would never. Um, first title. Hobby Lobby sues Christie's for selling it a antique antiquity authorities say was looted. Let me try that sentence again. I'm going to say Lobby. real. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm going to say real. You didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Katie made that up. Yeah. What was your first giveaway? Can you pronounce the word? Uh, you, yeah, you have a hard time pronouncing the words. Yeah. All right. So Samuel says it's fake. I'm going to say it's. No, Samuel said it's real. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> we both right. think that it's real. We... Well, someone's got to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be you. <laughs> So you both say it's real. Yeah. It is real. Oh, shock. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Christie's is one of the big um, auction houses. And they sold this uh, um, tablet with scripture on it because Hobby Lobby's a Christian-based company. I don't know why they're buying antiquities. But years later, the U.S. government said, no, somebody stole that originally from Iraq and you have to give it back now. So oh. Hobby Lobby has lost all the money that they put into buying this artifact because it was originally stolen. How much was it? How much did they buy it for? Yeah. Um, One billion dollars. I don't know actually. Thank you, Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone else laughed in the world. A 30K Damien Hearst was cut up and the pieces are selling for seven times as much. Hey. What's a Damien Hearst? Um, so he's a super famous artist. He, um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a shark in a shark tank and it's cut in half is what you probably have seen of his. Okay. So he takes live animals and cuts them in half. and puts Oh my them God. In. Uh, They're not live. Oh, I'm sorry. They're dead. <laughs> he takes real animals <laughs> okay. that have passed away. Yeah. After the animal has passed away in a humane way, he makes a cross section of their body by cutting them in half and then uh, suspends them in like an acrylic block so that you can see the entire uh, cross section of that uh, deceased animal that was previously deceased humanely oh thank god i was starting to get worried that this monster was going around just chopping things in half yeah. oh come here puppy slice so that's one type of artwork that he's super famous for but he also does paintings and all kinds of different things now what was your news article so where you probably a, made it fake by just changing the numbers 30 <laughs> A 30K Damien Hearst was cut up and the pieces are selling for seven times as much. I'm gonna say false. Uh, you know what, just to be different so we can have a winner, I'm gonna say true. 
All right, this one is true. Yeah. And it's super interesting because this is actually one of his dot paintings. So he has a painting and it's a, just a bunch of different colored dots, but each dot has its own space. So this company called Mischief, based in Brooklyn, bought this piece and cut each individual dot up and is selling them um, to turn a profit. So they've made way more than it costs for them to buy it. Dang. Well, and I've never heard of this company. Um, and they, their whole thing was that they are exploring fractionalized ownership of artwork. So the idea is that there's one art piece, but then you can own it and you can own it and I can own it. And we so all it's like share. stocks of artwork. Okay. Yes. So there were 80 dots that he painted by hand and they cut them up and sold them for $480. And they originally paid 30,000 for it. So they've made um, a profit of 12,000 and then are selling the leftover white pieces uh, for more money too. So you can even oh, buy wow. white art uh, paper. But what was interesting, so because the news article talked about this company called Mischief as an art-based company. Mm -hmm. And they're not an art-based company. They've just done this project and they do art projects, but what they're really well known for is you can buy a box from them and they will mail you the box and the box is valued from zero to $7,000. And you have a choice to open up the box and see what's inside. And it could be a paperclip, it could be uh, $7,000 worth of cash. It can be all kinds of different things. Or you can decide not to open the box but you have to keep it for like a hundred days and then mail it back to them. And then they will give you $7,000 back or. You get the mag. Why would anybody open uh, that? No, <laughs> it, anybody it can't be that much. It's gotta be like. $700? It's gotta be like $700. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It sounds like so, it reminds me of the family guy episode where they give away mystery boxes or a boat. And Peter's like, I want the mystery box. It could even be a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the boat then. Okay, France is selling the Mona Lisa to try and dig out of massive debt. False. 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 Uh, why do you guys think it's false? France doesn't own the Mona Lisa. Who owns it? Not France. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is false. You guys are correct. Who owns the Mona Lisa? I have no idea. The Louvre? Isn't the Louvre in France? It's in yes. France, sure. But I don't know that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who owns the Mona Lisa, but I do know, you know, France is not in that much debt that they're scrambling to sell tiny pieces of art for yeah. thing that would not get them out of debt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Get you out of debt is starting war. Art fairs reopen for VIPs with new bubble sphere outfits. Oh, yes, true. That sounds so true. 
just to be uh, contradictory to Samuel, false. That is false. Oh, what? Yep. You like my sphere reference? Yeah, I did. That was a vocabulary word you guys didn't know I knew. <laughs> Why wouldn't we know the word sphere? <laughs> <laughs> or would use in would everyday use. life. Okay. <laughs> China imposes ban on copycat architecture. <laughs> true? True. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. I'm going true. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's that's correct. You can no longer build um, a replica. A replica. <laughs> a replica. You can um, no longer build a replica of like the Eiffel Tower in China. They don't want them anymore, even though they already have one. Just of the Eiffel Tower, or of any? No, of anything. Okay. But the picture in the news article had the Eiffel Tower that is in China. Yeah. So ch the Chinese people can't build replicas like to sell at stores. No, they don't. Want, like the... They don't want any more of the same type of pieces Money. that you can find around the world. Oh, got it. Because they want their own. Yes. Mm -hmm. What if another uh, country donated a piece that was a replica? Oh, I don't know. Interesting. They, yeah. I think we need to build them a Statue of Liberty and send it to them. We should. That's super funny because it's China and it's Liberty. And it would be a great art piece that you could be really well known for, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. You. Can you uh, give me some money? Can you Patreon money? this? <laughs> yeah. You gonna invest? Uh, yes. Let me see what's in my box first. Okay. <laughs> All right. You better buy two boxes, Samuel. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio flips a artwork that was dedicated to him. False. True. True. This one is true. The artist dedicated a piece to him and he uh, sold, sold it. it. How long did he hold it for, though? A well, until years. the artwork was at least 22 years old. After that, it was no good. No, it was only a, a few years later, um, but the piece was called Leo okay. for him. It and he bought and then, it from the artist and then turned around and sold it. And then what did Leo DiCaprio do with the money? Did he donate it to a cause or something? No, probably just bought more artwork with it. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I'm pretty sure he... I'm assuming just because Leo doesn't need the money that he put it up for some kind of cause. I don't know. That's messed up if you sell uh, artwork that was dedicated to yourself. You know how much stuff he probably gets dedicated to himself, though? Yeah. I'm glad my joke went on uh, unnoticed. The That he can't deal or be around yeah, anyone. 22 years oh, old, yep. he had to get rid of and get a new one. I think it's 24. He but. didn't. So this was, they only found out that he sold this work. Because he sold it years ago, but no one knew that he sold it until now, because just now it's listed in the catalog for Sotheby's. Mm -hmm. So someone figured out that he sold it to a private collector years ago, and now it's up for sell again, because that private collector is now selling it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, I thought it was a well-known thing that he sold it for. Mm -mm. Well, he it under the radar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then he did need the money. I wonder what he needed it for. I don't know. 
or random Fine. space for art. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wrote down your guys' answers, but I didn't tally with who was right or wrong. I'm up by one. You're up by one? Yeah. Oh, and that's the end of the game. Same so up. Tyler wins. There, that was a big, you know, flashy conclusion to that game, Katie. <laughs> yeah. You need like a drum roll, like Tyler, drum roll. <laughs> Who's going to win? Yep. I should really tell your scores as we go along. I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, tell you like Samuel two, Tyler one. Tyler has three now, Samuel two. I need to work on my. Yeah, just do the end. Sure. Just do the end. <laughs> build up like ooh, who's the winner because i didn't know <laughs> i could tyler could be lying i could have be i could technically be the winner we have it over here, like <laughs> yeah, let's we, let's we, review we, the tape yeah. can we get a stenographer in here <laughs> to read back the answer <laughs> all right so uh our last segment for this podcast is we are going to be interviewing a artist who's been in isolation making work so Thank you, Samuel, for being on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, you guys. Uh, glad you had me. I hope you uh, aren't going too crazy in quarantine. No, I mean, we are, but yeah. Um, if people want to find your podcast, how do they do that? They can go to Samuel Cooksey Project and it will pop up. Um, or anything, you just type in Samuel Cooksey, you could probably find whatever I'm doing because there's not a lot of Samuel Cooksey's and as of right now I'm number one on Google. So. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Samuel. Okay. Thank Bye, you, guys. Samuel. What, what is the delay? Hello, everybody here. What's your name, Samuel? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know who Samuel is, but I am Ross Ruby. And I am a behavioral therapist instructional artist. Okay, I want to introduce you again. As you said, because I don't think we have started the podcast. Is, is that correct? Myth out world? <laughs> That's correct. So I'm... Uh, who Ross, I'm so sorry. Um, Miss Art World is not good at beginning interviews for the first time and always believes that she's returning to her show with the same cast. That, who is the voice? I am God. I am your conscience, God, and I will be talking to you today during this podcast. That sounds amazing. This is what God looks like. A white man, just like the white people always dreamed of. All right. What makes you think I'm white? I saw your face. And maybe you saw it white, even though it isn't. I think you're a racist. <laughs> I could very well be awakened, but I normally have gone to the school to correct all of my racial tensions. Um, Action. So. Tensions. Who is the doctor back, here? We are going to interview uh, an artist, Ross Ruby, uh, who has sorry, been... I'm sorry, Miss Albert. It's Dr. Ross Ruby. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Ross Ruby, who has been stuck in quarantine. Correct. So um, thank you for joining us, Ross, Dr. Uh, Ross Ruby. Miss 
Oh, well, it is a pleasure to be here. I've just I've been going crazy, being stuck, only being able to see my clients through this thing called Zoom and like other things that we do like face-to-face that are no longer able to do. So, Dr. Ross, um, what kind of doctor uh, are you? You could, you could say uh, Dr. Ruby, or you can pronounce my whole author's name, which is Dr. Ross Ruby. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Dr. Ross Ruby. Of course. I was just telling that to Mr. Artworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can call me whatever you'd like. Um, but what I'd, what I'd like to know a little bit to, to learn about you and help the, the viewers or listeners, sorry, not viewers, uh, but to give the listeners a little sense of who you are and where you come from, um, what, uh, what type of doctor are you? And so, uh, That is a very uh, good question. I am a behavioral therapist, instructional artist. So I deal with behavioral therapy. And um, we collect it through art interactive courses. Uh, think of it like a Bob Ross to help get over your social anxieties or like your binge eating disorders. And uh, we can work through any kind of behavior that you might want to be correcting now, since, you know, this is a good platform to get more people to be clients to help with their disorders. Interesting. How long have you been doing this work? I've, I've been doing this uh, behavioral uh, therapy for a total of March. Since March? Interesting. Since, okay. since March. Well, I got my degree and I was when, going when, to- When do... was that? When did you get your uh, doctorate? So I got my doctorate. Uh, in September of the previous year. And now I am going around trying to do art, but doing art, it was really hard here because of the quarantine. So I got stuck in my house and I said, you know what? I can merge both my therapy and art, my two passions, helping people change and doing art all at the same time. Can you walk us through how you work with people? Yes, of course. So uh, today I have mailed you a piece of paper and a pencil, and we'll be using that together. So let me know when you have your paper. Dr. Ross Ruby, I'm going to have to apologize. If you've mailed that today, we haven't received it yet. But I I overnighted it. Uh, That would be tomorrow. (laughs) Foolish today, Sorry. it would arrive tomorrow. <laughs> F- foolish. We have paper. We have oh. paper. Excellent. Excellent. You I just sure get that it. had a specific something to it that it we needed to review. It is, no, it's just a piece of pencils and a paper. Great. Okay, we're ready. Okay. So, what's going to happen is I want you to think, tell me what you feel uncomfortable with right now, like socially or something that you're trying to get over. So like, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a person that is a binge eater. Could they call it the binge eating disorder? In case you were wondering what kind of disorder they had. Uh, 
I helped correct that binge eating disorder today. So tell me something. You look, you, well, when you stood up to get your paper, Miss Elwood, you looked like you might be suffering from this yourself. I'm suffering from pregnancy. Exactly, binge eating. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest uh, anxieties I have, uh, especially when podcasting, is that the subject matter of the podcast is visual in nature. Oh, do not worry. So what's going to happen is you're going to start uh, drawing and we could discuss what it looks like to the person, but that's not really what matters. Uh, what I found out from doing this with other people is that most people suck at art. All of them suck at art, which is why I throw their pieces of trash into the trash. Interesting. Is your art good or does it suck as well? Uh, I am a doctor, so my art is very good. Okay. You have to have a, a doctorate in art to be considered a good artist. So, actually, that's quite fascinating. Your is your doctorate in art, not not uh, occupational therapy or or whatever behavioral therapist. Behavioral therapy. Be behavioral therapist. Behavioral therapist. Correct. But that, I. That, but so do you have two doctorates? I actually have three doctorates, my good soul. Oh. The first one is behavioral. The next is therapy. And the third is instructional. So, so not the, art. So not art. So your art sucks like everyone else. It's all into the eye of the beholder. And my, my art, I would say, is subpar. But everyone else's art sucks. So it makes my art better. Ah, uh, I get it. Okay. Okay. Now, so let's work on your binge eating, Myth Outward. Um, we'll get to you, Myth the Art World, next. Uh, so, Myth Art World, you may start drawing. Uh, I want you to change your art as I uh, instruct you to change your behavior. Okay. Ready? We'll do this for a total of one to three seconds. Ready? Go. Stop eating so much, you're fat. There you go. <laughs> Do you feel like you have changed your behavior? What does your art look like? It looks um, like a square. Okay. Now continue drawing. Continue drawing. Mick, Mick eats a lot. So. Mick, eat a lot. How was your McDonald's today? Since you can't eat healthy, you can only pick out your little piggy. Oink, oink. Stop. Do you feel like you want to have a bite of this burrito? Is it from McDonald's? <laughs> McDonald's does not make burritos silly. It's a sister company, Tapole. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I don't need a burrito. I, good. Now, do you feel like your binge eating disorder is fixed? No, You're welcome. because it's more sweets, like donuts. Donuts. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry about this burrito. <laughs> uh, I think I will throw it straight into the trash like your artwork. Do you want me to mail this to you? Uh, if you could please overnight it to me so I could see it right now. Okay. <laughs>
I will overnight it to you so you can see it right now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, is there any other questions that you want to ask me about my art? Do you do artwork for yourself without clients? Yes. So when I, when I do art, I do, I focus on my own behaviors, a lot of anxiety, a lot of rage. And I've found out that you will need to like scream things out in your art. People will feel it. So uh, I'm going to hold it up and I will draw a... I'm sorry, Dr. Ross. Isn't that the point of art is that people can feel your emotions? It's to communicate the, and express yourself? Yes, but they can really feel it if you are screaming your emotions at the art. Is so, it almost like a performance art? Yeah, do you no. have to literally scream at it? You, you do literally have to scream at it. This is why my art is subpar and your art is trash. So I'm drawing a, a, a tree. I go, ah! Tree is done. You feel angry tree. Uh, what emotion are you dealing with in this Dark. tree hating? Yeah. I said angry. Oh, angry okay. with the emotion. You may not feel anger, but I feel anger a lot. Is there a reason why you picked a tree? Trees are angry creatures, naturally. We destroy their brothers and sisters to make pencils and paper. And now we are drawing their dead, their living relatives or what they used to be in some horrible conjunction of laughter. So I'm feeling the trees suffering by drawing what they used to be on itself. So what behavior of yours did you just correct? I corrected the tree's anger. You, oh, you corrected the tree's <laughs> that anger. That was my follow-up question. Okay. Because it sounded more like the tree's yeah. um, anger issues than yours. When you have so many doctors, I just got my doctorate right now in art. So now I have four doctorates. I got it from the University of Phoenix. I applied right online, and they gave it straight to me. Yeah, that's it. Sounds right, right? Yeah, can't argue that. Very, very cheap, very affordable. It's phoenix.au. Do you think it's ironic that the University of Phoenix, the degree is on paper, and do you think that that makes uh, trees more angry? Uh, when a tree has been offered its life for something so significant like my degrees, then the tree feels blessed as long as it's being used for greater purposes. Don't you think art is a greater purpose? If it's not trash, yes. <laughs> but all art is trash. Correct. Is it subpar? Subpar. Okay. Correct. The tree's okay with subpar? They have to be since, you know, there's only subpar art. What are the challenges you have in finding clients for this uh, occupational therapy? I have been finding it very difficult. People don't like me screaming at them the negative away, but you must scream your negativity away. So 
if you are anxious and you don't want to go outside, I say, what's wrong with you, you stupid? Go outside, go make friends. You don't have to be inside all the time. What would you say to young people that are looking for new careers as far as uh, behavioral therapy, art, doctorate programs, and the lucrative nature in which you get paid? Don't go into it. It's already a very cramped field. There's already a great teacher. You can go to Dr. Ross Ruby at behavioraltherapistinstructionalartist.com. All spelled out. No gaps, just one giant word. And you can find, you know, me being able to teach them, but you also not do it because it's already failed. So no, no money. one should go into it? No one should go into it because of no money. But you help people who want to go into it. If, no, it's all crap. Stop trying to get my competitors here. Oh, okay. So only if you like are seeking your services. Correct, correct. Okay. Um, how, how much does a typical session cost? 34 cents an hour. Okay. But there are service fees of $5,200 a minute. What are the service fees for? the art supplies. A lot of times people ask me to overnight things like paper and bitles so we can do this. Overnighting gets very expensive. Who are you using to overnight your services? FedEx doesn't charge that much for paper and pencils. Well, uh, there's a guy that I live with in my apartment. His, his name is Jesus. He says he's very fast at giving things overnight. So I give him all my materials. And for some reason, people say they never get them. Oh. But, you know, we need to give people more opportunities. And a lot of times if you, people... If you... Uh, I, I would like to go into business with you. If you scan the uh, blank paper and pencil, I can deliver them electronically for you for $5,200 a minute. That's That's instant. A... It's not even overnight. That sounds like a very good idea. Uh, send me your business card. Uh, I'll have Jesus come pick it up, and then we can go from there. Sounds good. Well, this has been a very great uh, interview, Miss Valbert. Your husband, fantastic man, fantastic. Your I have a boyfriend. Oh, Mr. Art World? No. No, no, uh, Mr. Art World's not here right now. I'm her boyfriend. Unfortunately, I can only do deal with people that have integrity. So goodbye, Miss Art World, <laughs> and goodbye, boyfriend of Miss Art World. I need Thank to you get Ruby on. Ross. Good day. Good and day. Shame on you. Shame on you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Miss Art World podcast. Remember to be able to follow us on Instagram at Miss Art World Podcast or check out our website, missartworldpodcast.com or you can just find us super easy um, on missartworld.com. So thank you. Unfortunately, uh, I understand you didn't leave my plug. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my plug, www.drdr.com.
Ruby, R-U-B-Y, then Behavioral, B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R-A-L, then Therapy, T-H-E-R-A-P-I-T-S, Instructional, I-N-S-T-R-U-C-T-I-O-N-A-L, now Artist, so long. A R T S T dot com. Z O M com. Thank you, Ruby Ross, for that fascinating spelling out of the your stuff. People tend to have a hard time finding my website. Now, good, good, goodbye. I just want to make you plugged me. I'm, I'm sure it's because they have behavioral issues. That is my suspicions entirely. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone.